mountains meet the sea in a clapboard shack by a broken down tree. There's a light in the window, just salty gals inside. I'm not sure if they're witches, but you know that's implied. Got the storytelling, ego swelling, pillow talking, moonlight walking, sea hags. Welcome to the Sea Hags Podcast. I'm Chris Jeppa. I'm Katie Norgren. And with us today is a lovely guest to kick off 2018. First guest of the year Woo-hoo. is our lovely friend. She is a internet person um, and a <laughs> lovely nerd and does a whole bunch of other cool shit. It's Mallory. Hello. What's up, girl? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put on some hand cream while we do this Okay, podcast. hand cream. You Just mentioned... ASMR. Yeah. <laughs> always. We always go for that. Every episode. Just me. <laughs> it's just me because Chris is freaked out by ASMR. So. I don't mind ASMR. I just get reverse ASMR with certain things. Oh, yes. The sound of eating and... Like the rejection or the hates. Repulsion. Yes. Of, yeah, so funny. Yeah. I, I really... It's... No, I don't like... I don't mind eating sounds, Katie. That's okay. you. No, yeah, that's me. It's you hate the teeth brushing. <laughs> yes. Any kind of brushing noise oh. at all just like makes me shiver and squirm and it's and awful. Shake. And even just thinking about it now makes me freaked out. I don't like it. Okay. <laughs> she did a real good wiggle, listener. <laughs> I liked it. Would anyone else like some hand cream? It's very, it's very dry. It's very soothing. Um... When you, you mentioned Mallory as an internet person, internet-y person, <laughs> yeah. and, like, this predates Facebook for me, honestly. Like, I was intimidated by you on the internet at least more than a decade ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I remember, like, seeing you at events and being like, is that Mallory? <laughs> yeah. Is uh, that famous Mallory who spells her name all weird? <laughs> I might come across as more intimidating than I am. I think I'm really just a big geek. Yeah, having having yeah. met you several times in the last few months, I was like, oh, yeah, no, she's fine. <laughs> she's, she's perfectly nice. <laughs> Thank you. She's not going to ride a fixed gear bike over my face and put it to the gram or anything like that. Oh, God. Oh, God. Very gimmicky, I guess. A lot of things to make fun of. Well, you've got a lot of things. Like, I remember, like, you had your special, your glossary with, like, all of your words that I use a lot of them still. Like, uh, Mallory coined Raincouver, I believe. Uh, No, no, Vamnesia was Vamnesia, yes. So that's, like, when you live in Vancouver and you forget what the weather used to be like. So right now it's the winter and we forget what summer's like. And then when it happens, we're like, it'll never rain again. (laughs) And every single June, we call it January in Vancouver because it's cold and rainy and shitty every June. And every June, everyone's like, where's summer? It'll never be summer. This is a terrible year. It's like, this literally happens every, every year. year. We have a word for it. We have a weird hot May a lot of the time, and then June just fucking just pulls it on yep. back there. Mm-hmm. People are like, what? what? Yeah. I thought what was offered would be offered forever. Yeah, that's, that's amnesia. That's works, yeah. When you forget. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Amnesia. So I really like that. Did you have a live journal? Oh, yeah. Thing? Did yeah, she have a think, live journal? I think journal. we met on yeah, live journal. I think yeah. that's how we met. So, yeah. I was so it was pre Facebook. That was like the Certainly. social network before Facebook, yeah. basically. And now it's owned by Russians and no gay content is allowed. Oh, damn. <laughs> I put a lot of gay content on there. Yeah. 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 When that happened, I think there was a, a big movement I saw on Twitter of people downloading their whole live journal history mm-hmm. to get it off of there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Before live journal deletes it. I just don't want mine. Like, nope, leave that in the past. (laughs) It's like when I, when I let my Hotmail address just sort of evaporate into space, I was like, oh, I have so much correspondence with like early relationships in there. I was like, what if I, no, I don't, I don't, I want to even look at it. You don't want it. I still remember like the awkwardness of them. So I don't need to go ripping that bandaid off. But it would be so fun for you to read some on the show. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. Okay. It's like a very Sarah Bino thing to do. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yes, she she the uh, teen angst, teen angst. right, right, right. Yeah. I was like, why do I? Why is that name familiar? I get emails from her frequently, <laughs> <laughs> asking me if I want to do that. I was like, no, then I have to find it and then pull it out and then look at it and yeah. then be embarrassed in front of people. Oh, that part's oh. not a problem for okay. me at all. It's You're the there. easiest aspect of all of it because I also want attention and I'm not ashamed <laughs> about things I should be ashamed about and I'm very ashamed about things that should not matter. Mm. Perfect to be an artist and a performer. Cheers to that. <laughs> Cheers to that. Oh boy. So how was your week, Chris? Uh what did I do? I don't remember. <laughs> Big help. Moving on to Mallory. How was yours? Let me check let me check my journal. You got what? your journal right in front of you. What yes, I, your bullet journal. What did I do? Oh, we had to clean up from our New Year's party. It went right. extremely successfully. It was very, very, very fun. fun. Uh, lots of people came. We had a big old piss up. We played music until two thirty in the morning. How'd your neighbors basement. neighbors feel about that? They were on the corner a lot, so we just really have the one set of neighbors, and they're like the nice like two Chinese ladies that live together, and they're like in their eighties, and 
We're buds. Yeah, nice. Yeah, we, we swap produce in the summertime and stuff. <laughs> it's very cute. So they, they seemed fine. I was just, like, reading through. I'm like, oh, yeah, I just binged on TV and ate takeout and played Sims a lot. I made a new Sims character. She's a witch. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah, she lives in a small town, and she, like, dated this guy who's, like, super, like, into supernaturals. They have, like, a thing that's, like, supernatural fan, and he's, like, kind of fetishizes her a little bit. He's <laughs> just like, I just want to hang out with a witch all the time, and then she wound up, like, cheating on him at her bachelor party with her bachelorette party with the dancer. Oh, my. So, a lot of backstory the, for the, the party Sims. Dancer. And, uh, but, so then he broke up with her. a sneaky hand in her cauldron. Yeah, and then, and then she cast a spell on the boyfriend to make him not jealous anymore, and then married him really quickly. Wow, Chris, you're a monster. Locked it down. (laughs) You're a vengeful god. When I play The Sims, I just cheat to get as much money as possible and build beautiful houses. Mm -hmm. That's the whole point of the game So you are the city of Vancouver when you play The Sims. That's correct. (laughs) Gee whiz. That's very, very good. Yikes. Wow. Yeah. I, have, I have a note in my book saying, try to mop the floor. Just try. <laughs> Just try. And it's not crossed off. <laughs> but that's because my lovely partner mopped the floor a million times. And I just had all these intentions to, you know, start the year off with all these different things. and First week's a gimme. In, yeah, in my book, I'm like, this was supposed to be a habit tracker, and that's just, you know, best laid plans. So be it. <laughs> so frickin' be it. I just, I don't like to regiment myself all that much. No. There's only so much that I can do, so... It's good. <laughs> yeah, first week of the year. Yeah. Um, this time, last week, it was 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've since had New Year's. We've since, I've gone back to work, which mm-hmm. has been, uh, you know. Fine. Work, work <laughs> is fine. <laughs> but my lovely wife is a teacher and has not had to work this last week. Yes. And on Tuesday morning, like the 2nd of January, um, my alarm clock goes off and it's, you know, 6.30 or whatever. And then it keeps going off. And I'm like, Allie, it's 7.30. She's like, I don't have to go to work. I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, I'll just go. You stay in the nice warm bed. Yeah, have with, a nice time with the cats. Did not good... mean it. I was feeling resentful. <laughs> it is very hard to peel yourself out of bed, especially when New Year's Day is a Monday, and then you got to go back to work on a Tuesday. Because I slept till like one on New Year's Day. Mm-hmm. It's a rude awakening. Mm-hmm. Very rude. Very intended. Yeah, I took that day off. That was smart. Yeah, smart. Yeah, I didn't do it. All of us decided to like we're not we're just not opening the office until the third instead. <laughs> Just to give, like, an extra day of catch-up, and it was extremely necessary and good. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been really rough, right? I had to leave the house at 6.30 on the 3rd, though, in the morning. Ew. Go to Richmond and do a ribbon-cutting ceremony. Did you bring your own scissors, or were they provided? They were provided. (laughs) I didn't get to cut the ribbon. Were they comically large or regular size? They were regular size, but it was a fashion school, and so they they were really good Fashion shears. They were, like, super short. They were. I imagine you do need a nice pair of scissors for a ribbon cutting ceremony, though. I mean, like, uh, even, like, our weird staple scissors we have at work, like, I can't even just cut regular ribbon with that. Much less in a dramatic fashion in front of people. Yeah. You want to make sure that it, like, gets through. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just sitting there, like, sawing at (laughs) (laughs) Just got, like, a a steak knife you're trying to cut. It's just fraying. Someone hold it really tight. I'm just going to, yeah. Saw it. Can I tell you, can I share my favorite ribbon cutting ceremony that I've ever seen? Yeah. On the internet? Yes. (laughs) Was, I believe, the opening of an animal sanctuary where the ribbon, there was ribbon stretched across and then there was uh, hemp a cord tied to what appeared to be some vegetal matter, like some greens, like a, oh, a bit of lettuce or something. Sounds and very they brought vegan. a little tortoise up and he <laughs> nibbled the greens <laughs> until the thing opened. <laughs> it's the cutest goddamn thing I've ever seen. He's like, ouch. <laughs> he just munched it. <laughs> Declare the center open. I love it. Thanks, it's Mr. Shells. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was very cute. I'm going to have to maybe add that video to the roundup. <laughs> How was your week, Katie? Oh, you know, it was fine. It was a little dramatic here and there. You know, the, the start of the year is a really tumultuous time emotionally because you're really reviewing your life and deciding what to do with it. And uh, even if, you know, you let that go by the third week of January, it's still the first week you're like, so much possibility, what do I do with it? So I just fought with a bunch of people. Um, <laughs> as you do. As one does. But honestly, it was all really productive fighting. Uh, and I feel like I know myself better now, and I know the people I fought with more, and and I feel much more at peace, which is good. Uh, but I don't like conflict, so that was, it was murky and strange. But other than that, going back to work's been fine. Work's been fine, not too much dramatics. Uh, going back to the gym is really nice because I fell out of habit over the holiday because they closed a bunch. So 
It's hard to go when they're not open. It's really hard to go when they're I not open. Yeah. yeah, it's very, very challenging, I find. Uh, so, yeah, getting back into that is nice and realizing, like, okay, I'm still doing this. So I started doing it last December, like, 2016, and I'm still doing it now. So I think it's a habit. Yeah. I think I win. <laughs> Absolutely. don't even need to make a resolution about that. That's just a thing you do now. It's just a thing I do now is lifting weights three times a week, and it's pretty sweet. Uh, so, But before we started the show today, we were talking about our, our preferences for how we get moving. And you were mentioning that you've been going to classes? Yeah. So um, I go to a real hip gym called Tight Club. I, I started have at... that crossed off on my Mallory Bingo. Uh, yeah. so I can't... Should, we, should we elaborate on the Mallory Bingo that we will be playing? <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Okay. So like a little while ago, um, I made a little bingo sheet. And I feel like maybe I saw someone else had done it, but I interpreted it completely differently. So it's just a bunch of stuff that I like that's kind of that I talk about Mm -hmm. and I made a bingo sheet that you could download and print (laughs) which Chris did which Chris uh, among maybe two other people um, (laughs) did and has been like over time crossing off things on the Mallory bingo and I mean we've got things like cats um, curry uh, being hangry um, what Equal enjoyment of coffee and tea. I'm drinking tea right now. I had coffee this morning. <gasps> oh, cross it off. Okay, where is that? Here. Just right there, yeah, under free space. My God. Make a choice, Mallory. Jeez. I just There's don't no such thing to. as buy drinks you You already all. talked about a really good veggie dog with all the fixins in I the did. car. I'm so close. <laughs> I'm so close to a bingo. Oh, my God. I want a really good veggie dog with all the fixins. What's the best veggie dog? Um... Well, if you're talking about like the from the grocery store, yes. I'm just a fan of the Eve's basic veggie. Really? Dog. Yeah, you can get the field roast apple sage is good, mm-hmm. but it's almost too much for me. Like if you're putting other stuff on it, you just want your basic hot dog flavor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's and in terms of veggie sausages, we got tofurkey kielbasa. And damn, was it ever good, but it's not good as just a hot dog because it's too much. Too much But we've been slicing it up and, like, putting that into pasta sauces or frying up onions. Mm -hmm. And then putting that with pierogies. Oh, lovely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I've been able to find a lot of veggie burgers that I like, but when it comes to a veggie hot dog, it's hard to get that sort of weird unctuousness that it should have, Mm. you know? Like, Mm -hmm. a hot dog should be a little fatty, but it's hard to do that with vegetables. Yeah, um, they're always a little dry. Mm-hmm. You can definitely saute them in oil or like fry them in oil, which yeah, is... Yeah, they're not a thin. hot dog you want to boil. No. Um, and I, I mean, like I usually just like pan sear them a little bit, yeah. but Allie does them with um, onions in the pan and she like slices them a little bit and gets all the onion-ness all Ooh, in them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like a ballpark good. frank kind of yes, sit. so good. Nice. Yeah, so that's my favorite. Um, so yeah, Mallory Bingo. Um, <laughs> so great. we will be playing during the show. Good. Um, right, so I go to a gym called Tight Club and I started last February um, and I... Are you supposed to talk about tight club no um (laughs) i love to promote it i'm like in a cult it's ridiculous uh but yeah i i really hated getting fit for a really long time i really hated the idea of just like doing something to exercise Mm -hmm. i always would bike and like go to a place but i hated the idea of just going for a bike ride just because um yeah really anything like that and i just preferred to be alone when I was exercising so that right. I could be in shame by myself. <laughs> but, yeah, but some friends decided to do it and we all like did a challenge and we, you know, went and we got our 10 class pass or whatever and we all decided to just like do the whole thing. And by the end of it, I really loved it. So I go to classes and it's group. I think there's like max of 20 people per class. Okay. Um, you're all working together. You've got a trainer there. There's a lot of partner work. Um, it changes every time. Yeah, I just find it really fun and it's motivating. And also it costs money to cancel, so I don't cancel. Um, unless I really have to. Like if work's going late and I really have to be there, the cancellation fee isn't a big deal. But if I'm just being lazy, then the cancellation fee is like enough of a deterrent. Okay. Which is good. Smart. Yeah. Yeah, building that in. Honestly, like a financial penalty is kind of the only thing that really kept me going for a while because my gym is really pricey, uh, but it's also a lot of personal training. So it's it's very, very... Right intimate like I, I really know everybody who goes there and like I've, I've established nice friend, gym friendships with yeah. people so it's it's why it started because I couldn't afford to not go once I'd paid for three months right I was yeah. like this is ridiculous and now it's cheaper <laughs> for me because I've been going for a year so they really inspire you to keep coming because oh, it's like were, it's gone down the price yeah the, the monthly control? price has gone oh. down by like 50 or 60 dollars over the course of the year so now it's it's like 60 dollars cheaper per month for me to still go so Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, but that it doesn't. Really I doesn't smart. get any more da- further down. It's still like two hundred twenty dollars a month to go. But I yeah. do get three personal training sessions, and then like the rest of the time, anytime I want my form corrected or whatever, they'll come and check me out, and I have a totally personalized routine. So, what gym do you go to? It's called Strong Side Conditioning in New Westminster. Wow! Wow! Mm-hmm. 
bit of a distance. Not for me. Yeah, I guess you it do is. live out there. It is half a block from my apartment. That's wonderful. It is super wonderful. The guy who runs it is a really cool guy, and he actually got hired on at SFU as the head coach of conditioning, and, and like, like for people's injuries and stuff, he's there to sort of nice. physiotherapize it out of them. And yeah, so he's working with like the NCAA basketball team or whatever like that. And I was like, oh my goodness, they're very legit. So Yeah, cool. Yeah, but they don't have classes. Well, once in a while they'll run one, but generally speaking, it's everybody's doing, it's everybody for themselves, right? Right. So you, yours is much more... Um, Regimented and yeah, and communal. And, and I've made a bunch of gym friendships as well, which mm-hmm. I really like. So there's a community there. I go there, I see people that I like and that I've developed relationships with. So that's really nice. Um, what on kind that, of classes? Uh, um, we do TRX, which is the ones Ooh, I it's love like, TRX. A, yeah, like uh, these like canvas straps basically that hang from the ceiling. Oh, yeah, and they're anchored. Yeah, and so you do a bunch of moves on Lots those of body weight stuff. Yep, yeah, um, a lot of strength, stability body weight stuff and you can challenge yourself more or less by the angle that you position your body the at. angle of the dangle yeah angle <laughs> of the dangle um so i really love those classes um we do high intensity interval training um which i it. yes <laughs> I, I think it's kind of like crossfit i like to tell myself but i've never tried crossfit so i don't know um and then we there's one class that's focused specifically on like abs butt and legs called booty love we like to call <laughs> butt stuff <laughs> Yeah, and then there's a circuit class I do on Sundays, um, where you go around to a bunch of different stations in small groups and you do different things. Oh, cool. Yeah, so it's, I don't know, it's interesting. Um, There's also a class on Fridays called The Club, where it's just like a ridiculous themed workout. So yesterday's was all about New Year's resolutions, and like, it's pretty far-fetched sometimes, like it's a bit of a stretch. The theme? The theme, (laughs) yeah, but then there's beer afterward. So they, like, you know, a local brewery, so last night I think it was like Strathcona, or something that sounds like really fun and cool and yeah yeah, very kind of hipster gym but I love it totally yeah (laughs) yeah sometimes you have to kind of just dig in because I've definitely done all of the traditional forms like I went to the just ladies in North Delta when I was you know 16 or whatever and had my own car is that like curves kind of uh, yes and no, it wasn't a circuit gym like Curves okay. is. Uh, it was just a regular gym that was just women only, mm-hmm. which at 16 and feeling very insecure and still thinking that I really liked men a lot uh, was very comforting. <laughs> and it was just like a lot of sort of pillowy moms and grands and things there. And so it was like a nice vibe, but I didn't really like, I wasn't committed and it was far enough away that I didn't go that often. So I didn't do that. And I did, um, I done, I did this really fancy gym with my mom when I was like a really young teen, like 14, 15 called the California club. And that was in Newton, I think. And they had a climbing wall that was a treadmill. What? Yeah. It was crazy. Holy shit. That actually sounds really fun. It was pretty fun. Uh, and I was like, nobody watches you. You just kind of strap this thing around you and just climb up with them. Like this can't be safe. (laughs) This has to be not safe. But I really liked that place, but it was also very expensive. And so I've done like all of the traditional, you know, you pay your gym fee and you just kind of go whenever you want and you do whatever you want to do. But it doesn't work for me. I'm not, I have no discipline at all. Mm-hmm. Like if the freedom is there, like you hate being yoked and I cannot have freedom. <laughs> like it just, it, I get so like, well, I'm not doing nothing then. I just need to be told. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I've tried a bunch of stuff too. Like I tried climbing, I tried yoga. Um, climbing is as culty as anything else. Oh, for sure. For and it's very trip. horny. I definitely tried doing some climbing. Climbing is super horny. And I like, it's like was... a meat market. Yeah, I was dating someone that did climbing, and so I, like, bought the shoes and bought all the gear and bought all the whatever. I did, like, three things, and I was like, oh, this is really bad for my hands, because, like, your tendons in your hands yeah. get so sore, solid, and I couldn't play the cello, and I'm like, well, I mean, if it's... it's one like, or the other here. Yeah, if it's a toss-up between cello and, like, rock, I'm, fuck this. Like, I sold those <laughs> shoes right away. That <laughs> was, like, me in roller derby. <laughs> I, got, I got the whole fresh meat package, and I was like... Nope. <laughs> Not for me. No. Don't like to fall down. Yeah, a lot of falling. Very bruising. Hate game. falling. Yeah. Hate it. It's for suckers, mm-hmm. honestly. What you were talking about climbing, sorry? It's a bit of a Oh no, thing. that's just one of the things okay. that I tried that I didn't like and I tried yoga. Um I did like a thirty day challenge and I hated that. <laughs> yeah. I've tried a lot of stuff. Um, I tried spin. I fucking hated spin. For someone who likes riding a bike as much as I do, I hated spin class. It's the worst. Whenever someone says that they like it, I'm so shocked. But I've never done it. It just sounds like something I would hate. Mm -hmm. What... They lock them in a dark room. But yeah, so in a dark room, there's very loud music, um, and you have a trainer basically being like, okay, everyone, go up to four, or go up to ten, or whatever, and it's a resistance, and then you pedal like really hard for a little while and then you have to stand up for a bit and sit down for a bit I don't know it's basically just cycling mm-hmm. um and I I don't know if all classes do but some definitely have like weightlifting components as mm. well 
Mm-hmm. I kind of yeah. feel like I'd like that. You might. You might. Huh. I, I can see it being really enjoyable, but mm-hmm. I did not like it. I think because it wasn't really like road biking at all. Mm. And I like, I push myself really hard when I bike and I, but I do it at a certain pace mm-hmm. and it was just not like that. It was like pedal as hard as you can and as fast as you can. Like, no, like, thank that's you. ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like doing that. Like 110% of your like heart rate, basically. It's just, I don't like that level of cardio. So I don't do high intensity interval training, even though I've done like some of the stuff that's mm-hmm. part of it. I just, yeah, the rapidness and I, I get so panicky when I right. lose my breath. So, like, weightlifting is perfect for me. I just need to do more cardio. I don't know what the right thing is. I don't think spin class is it, though. Maybe for you. Chris. I don't know. I'm going to try something called Club Row soon. Ooh. It's like, it's rowing machines. Mm-hmm. And from what I've heard, machines. you're there for like an hour or 50 minutes or whatever, mm-hmm. but you only row when the songs are on, and then they do a break between each song. So you, like, row hard for three minutes, and then you're like, okay, get 30 seconds rest or whatever, or a minute rest. Mm-hmm. So it seems kind of fun. Yeah. And it's really full body because it's, I mean, you're using a bit of cardio and it's also arms, chest, oh, yeah, you legs. Get the sexiest arms doing that easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that sounds like fun. <laughs> I've always really liked rowing machines too, but you really truly can't do it very long. Hey, like I, I used to do a six minute warm up at the California club and I was like, at the end of it. like, it's full body, but it's like the parts of my body that are strong. So I think it works well for me. Yeah. Got that big old butt and legs. Yes. Strong trunk. <laughs> Got a big trunk, too. <laughs> Wait. Look, look, in, look in the trunk. <laughs> I think he means trunk. Mallory's like, what? What are you saying? Oh, yeah. Sorry. More Simpsons references. Oh, yeah. You're the only person in their early 30s who doesn't get Simpsons reference right away. Yeah, like a couple of them from classic episodes, mm-hmm. but I never really watched it. I don't know why. Just, yeah, season two through ten, I I know it by heart, the whole thing. Like, I could just write out the whole episodes easily, which is sad. Eh, It's just, you know, part of our heritage. I was a lonely (laughs) kid, and it was on the CBC at four every day, so. Yeah, oh god, part of our heritage. (laughs) But I need these Simpsons episodes back! (laughs) (laughs) The peach baskets. In your face, peach basket man, you'll never get them back, it's basketball now! That's the alternate ending. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, yeah, speaking of, like, bodies and fitness and stuff, you wrote an awesome article on media, and that was, like, your relationship with... Yeah, with sports and stuff. Sports and movement and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, it was just, like, kind of an essay I wanted to write um, for a little while because I very recently got into sports and had a few friends say something like, who, who are you? Who is this person? Because for a long time I was like... Very much about the message that sports weren't for me. I didn't like them. I'd never liked them. I'm I have all these like kid. totally all these stories from my childhood of when I tried and failed and just you know I will never be good at that. That'll never be a thing that I do. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I started doing it, obviously that was a big change for mm-hmm. me. Um, and a lot of people kind of reacted to that in that incredulous way that I guess I could have expected. So I wanted to kind of articulate my relationship with sports and how it. Uh, how it has changed over the last few years. So I, I wrote that article. Um, and then I like sent it out to a few friends and one of them said, are you going to share this on Facebook? Can I share it on Facebook? So it, I shared it and like, um, like almost 200 people have read it now, which mm-hmm. is nice. really cool. Yeah. And I, a lot of people have said that they really um, identified with it yes. or like had a kind of emotional response, which was really surprising to me. Oh, not to me. Yeah. (laughs) Anything body related always brings up huge emotions for me. Like just if it's food and bodies or exercise and bodies or clothes and bodies, like it's all fraught Mm -hmm. as fuck. (laughs) So I'm always interested to read people's perspectives because it's like, oh, hey, we're not all the same, but boy, do we have a lot of similarities between each other. Mm -hmm. We all grew up. Under patriarchy, everybody. <laughs> it's like, that's part of my narrative, like, growing up was like, oh, Christina, like, you had terrible, like, hand coordination. You just sat in, like, I just sat inside and read books all the time. Mm-hmm. And so I couldn't even tie my shoes. So, like, that they had to put me in sports or music, and they put me in music. And so it was just like, okay, you're never good at sports. Like, you're never going to be good at sports. Every time that I tried to do anything in gym class, it was just an utter failure. I remember like almost breaking my neck trying to gymnastics. Oh, like God, I just no. like really bad. And it wasn't until I had like a female gym teacher. It that was like my very last gym class in high school and she was actually like able to coach us in a better way. That was not like you have right. to push yourself like crazy and just like play soccer and play basketball. You can't do any of that. Well, you bench, you know. So it's yeah, I still haven't really embraced sports or like body movement a lot in the last little while. Um, you love the water though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love swimming. You're a real water baby. Mm-hmm. And you're real comfortable and quite quite speedy in the water. 
That's, uh, I'm, a, I'm a pretty strong swimmer, but I struggle to keep up with you. Mostly because you can handle the cold <laughs> much better than I can. Oh, God. You're like a little dolphin. Yeah, I like ocean swimming. Yeah. So she'll go in the coldest, well, not the coldest, but pretty cold water. It don't bother you none. In the, like, Have you the... surfed? No. Mm-hmm. That would be pretty cool. Didn't your sister-in-law, was at like a surf camp well, or something? That bitch. <laughs> <laughs> she listens to the podcast. Oh, good. <laughs> Fuck you, Katya. <laughs> It was on uh, on Christmas Day. I got a uh, like a Facebook message from her. She's like, "Love from Lanzarote," which is I think an island in between Africa and Spain. Oh, and so she's a violist in the orchestra in uh, or some orchestra, many orchestras in uh, in Amsterdam and, and and Harlem and you know Germany and all that shit. So she just like fucking fucks off at Christmas and goes to hot places and then sends us pictures. So she sent me this picture of like love ya, and then it's just her like standing up on a surfboard for fifteen seconds as she like rides a wave. She's like day three, figuring this shit out, no problem. <laughs> I hate her. <laughs> sounds she's really nice. Very brave. Yeah, sounds she's, really nice. She's very brave and cool, and she does anything she says she's going to do, and it's very surprising because I don't know how to do that. She's just not worried what people think, and I love that about her. Mm-hmm. That's really nice. That might have been a backhanded compliment. She just doesn't care what people think, no matter what. Even if it's that she smells bad. <laughs> she just doesn't care. I hope she's on her bike right now laughing super, super hard. <laughs> I like awesome. to give little, sh- little shout-outs here because I do not talk to people on the phone. <laughs> right, so this is the way you communicate with everyone. Yeah, and then she tweets at us. Oh, good. And that's how we commune. That's really sweet. It's, it's perfect. I yeah. love her. Yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah, surfing. That's uh, hard. I'm really bad that? at it. Uh, I did try in Costa Rica. Um, I'm a really weak swimmer. Uh, I grew up in Calgary, but my grandma did have a pool, so I don't really have a huge excuse. But I <laughs> just, definitely just say you grew up in Calgary. Yeah. Right? I don't have to tell anyone Lay your grandma long. had a pool. But that's like uh, that's part of my kind of personal narrative with sports too. Is that hmm. I did swimming lessons. My grandma had a pool. I was always a weak swimmer. I failed red. I don't, I don't know. Are they still colored? Yeah. I got up to maroon. Yeah. It's one beyond red, if I'm yes, not mistaken. It is indeed. Yeah. So I failed red twice and then I went to maroon anyway and obviously failed maroon because I just can't. I'm just a terrible swimmer. I have terrible coordination. Um, but yeah, I found surfing really, really frustrating. This was probably three or four years ago now that we went to Costa Rica. Nice. So it was still like in my infancy of trying to learn that I could do things that are hard for me. Um, so I was really resistant to it. And as soon as like I fell off the surfboard the 10th time and had water in my nose. I was like, nope, this is done. I'm not doing this anymore at all. And Allie's like, can I just keep? I was like, yeah, please. I'm going to read on the beach. You, <laughs> you surf. It's really relatable. Yeah. <laughs> that was exactly how I quit dancing when I was six years old. Yeah. I sat down in the middle of a recital and said, I'm not doing this anymore. No, this is not fun for me. <laughs> Katie, please get up and finish it. No, <laughs> I will not. Thank you. <laughs> but I would I would have 100% do the same thing because what you said I really resonated with me was just like I don't like to do things I'm not good at kind of like yeah it feels bad it feels so bad like I, had, I tried to go um, rappelling or abseiling or whatever you want to call it in grade 7 at our grade 7 camp which is also very cruel to send a whole grade 7 class to camp with each other oh you're 12 oh, I was so oh. like chubby and prepubescent and everyone was so mean to me and then I freaked out while I was trying to like hop down this cliff face and I had a panic attack and I couldn't get down they had to pull me back up or oh. I, actually they were gonna do it and then they were like no we really can't pull you back up so you just got to get down there so I, like the crying the whole time everybody's oh. laughing at me oh. but then somebody else fell out of a kayak in their clothes so they paid attention to that instead so it's just like you know what you put a bunch of 12 and 13 year olds together stupid shit's gonna happen because they're dumb yeah <laughs> dumb and mean because they don't know stuff and they're so mean yeah they're so mean yeah <laughs> children totally yeah, all my life I just never wanted to do things I wasn't good at, and I was not good at sports, and I really hated it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think also, like, children are cruel. Um, the teachers didn't have time to really spend time with us. They saw that I wasn't interested, and, you know, that was because I wasn't good at it. So, you know, I was good at other things, and I wanted to do those things instead. And mm-hmm. instead of recess, I wanted to be in the library like a big fucking nerd. <laughs> so, yeah, so I never did it. I never thought I could do it, and it just self-reinforced. And I think... Um, as I kind of learned to do sports and to use my body and that it's okay to fail and it's okay to be on. Yes, it is. Especially when you're surrounded by people who will encourage you to get back up and then tell you what you did well. It's fantastic. It's such a good feeling. Such a bitter face. Like, no, I don't believe it. Sounds fake. (laughs) Sounds Sounds like claptrap to me. Yeah. No, no, it's uh, true. I think, I think that um, honestly, like failing and then continuing and not just giving up, was so good for me personally. Oh it really God. helped me yeah. like grow as a person. It's the hardest lot. thing to do. Cool. Yeah. 
You just want to turn tail and run. Mm-hmm. What was the What was the turning point for you? Like, how did you get a foothold into sports? sports. Into sports. Uh, yeah, I kind of wrote about this in mm-hmm. my piece, which uh, maybe some will, will read. Great. I will um, so it was about four years ago now. Um, I was at a party with some friends, and I made some new friends recently, and it was fun. It was like this fun queer party night. It was the end of summer. Everyone's in a good mood. And I'd been contacted a couple of days prior on um, Facebook Messenger because I'm very good at puns. And they were like, hey, we're trying to um, name our new dodgeball team. Do you have any ideas? So I came up with a million, of course. <laughs> Who let the dodge Queer out? Dodgeball. Yeah, absolutely. Queer dodgeball. Yeah. Um, Who let the dodge out? I like yeah. that. Tessa's <laughs> team is autododgephilia. Oh, Yes. Yeah. We, we love auto yeah, the, the trans femme dodgeball team. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that happened, and then we're at the party, and everyone's talking about the dodgeball team, and I thought, fuck it. I'm just going to do it. It's like, I'm joining the team. They were like, we didn't, you don't have to, though. And I was like, yeah, but I'm going to do it. And I, I'd had a few drinks, and I was like, I'm just going to do this thing, because I know that in the past I've done things that I, you know, I've made, like, snap decisions about things, and then it's been good, mm-hmm. so maybe this will be good. And then it was terrible. <gasps> it was so terrible. Like, I paid the, the fees, and I went, and whatever. And I just hated it. And, like, I was such a bad thrower. I could not throw. Um, I would get hit all the time. I would make stupid mistakes. I knew the rules, but, like, you know, you just, in the moment, you kind of forget. And I would get hit in the head and just, like, immediately start crying. Oh, uh, it was so brutal. So many, like, childhood memories just coming back with the plonk of the ball. Yeah, yeah. no kidding. Dodgeball's traumatic sometimes. They use, For di- sure. they use different balls, too. These smaller balls than I remember. Like, yes. I remember the red kind of kickball Like, California kickball, yeah. Those that are... game is the best game. Yeah. Yes. I almost wanted to start a kickball league, but um, it's really hard to, I don't, yeah. Getting people together for that sort of thing, then you always Organizing have to be there. Organizing huge amounts no. of people. No thanks. No thanks. Um, but yeah, so so then in dodgeball, like I hated it, whatever. But then every time something bad would happen, all of my wonderful teammates and even the wonderful opponents in this like super inclusive queer dodgeball league were like, it's okay. Sorry about that. You know, you did well. Oh, look how much better you're getting. And like every week mm. I'd get this great feedback like, oh, your throw's getting better. Oh, here, let me help you with that. And like, you know, they would work with me and slowly I started getting better. And just that feeling of, of looking back and thinking how I was at the beginning of the year and seeing myself at the end of the season and how much better I'd gotten. Um, and, you know, I got someone out. Oh, my gosh. what? Or I caught a ball. It's so exciting. <laughs> and just those little successes really started to cheer me. And eventually I was looking forward to it and I realized that I loved it. And it was such a strange feeling like, oh, I'm enjoying this thing, you know, and I I kept trying to not go to the games, too. I'd be like, oh, I'm just feeling a little under the weather or, oh, I can't get off work in time. But someone would always come pick me up or help me out or, oh, you didn't bring your gym clothes. I brought something for you. And, and you're like, you know, damn it, I'm, I'm trying to self-sabotage Absolutely. Here. And they, but they wouldn't let you. wouldn't let me do it. And they're like, if you really don't want to play, but, you know, it was very hard for me to say, no, I really don't want to play. I, you know, I'm going to give up because that's such a bad thing to do. It's just such a negative thing to do. And I didn't want to be that person. So I kept going and I kept playing and eventually, yeah, became sporty. Yeah. Um, now I play softball as well. Um, I'm nice. part of the organizing committee on both leagues, which is really exciting. Um, both softball and dodgeball. Yeah. Wow. Freaking A. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, the uh, organization on the dodgeball is really great because there was a tournament last year, and Tessa was in it, and there was a uh, um, uh, older lesbian who was being really transphobic on the other team, actually, and it was a pretty pretty rough day. Uh, not the most fun. You don't really want to, like, yell at a butch, like, because she got really aggressive about it. So, mm. yeah, it wasn't super fun, but, but the organization responded to it beautifully and were super helpful, and everything was dealt with in a peaceful manner, and everybody on the team stayed on the team. Nobody quit in fury, so mm-hmm. it was like, that's good, perfect. Yeah, it's just got to respond to things, you know. Yeah, the organizers are really Hopefully. wonderful, and I think they played in. There's two other dodgeball leagues in Vancouver. Apparently, we're like one of the leading dodgeball cities in North America, <laughs> so, or maybe the that's world. So funny. I know. So there's uh, Vancouver Dodgeball League and Urban Rec, I think. Um, I think it was VDL that the organizers used to play in, and it was just really competitive and really angry and lots of just, like, masculine energy, like, anger kind of energy. The worst kind of energy. Yeah. (laughs) On the court, um, and there were refs, and the ref would be your enemy, which they didn't like. Um, So we have ambassadors in our league. (laughs) Um, The ambassador is not there to uh, enforce rules. They're just there to clarify only when asked and then to call the start of the game and to keep track of the score. So it's pretty wonderful, actually. Mm. Um, People self-police, and you're supposed to call yourself out. And if you don't, then your team will, because we're all there because we want to have a fun time. Mm -hmm. And they remind us every year, like, we're adults throwing Nerf balls at each other in an elementary school gym. So just relax. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. 
that's uh, that is, my lack of competitive spirit oh. is something that keeps me away from sports. But I'll probably join a queer league at some point and play a weird sport like dodgeball or or beach volleyball or something like yeah. that. There is a uh, queer volleyball league as well. Yep. Um, that yeah. too. <laughs> and then there's um, soccer and there's basketball. Yeah. There's a lot of people I know that are on at least three of the four. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, there's some real sporty queers out there. Oh, yes. And it's great that we have a, a way to participate in sports where we can be with people like us and you don't have to worry as much, I guess, about being misgendered or, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of energy. Or even like trying to find a team that will accept you. Even. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of these co-ed leagues where it's like a bunch of guys and then you have to have two girls on the court all the time or on the field or whatever. Yeah. And so they really don't ever pass to you. You're really just a token. Yeah. You're there so they can guys play. Guys brought their girlfriends and they have to play and they got, like, the little jersey on or whatever. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Like, whatever, the you know, women want to do. But it, you just, it's sometimes a- you don't get to play because they're just not including you. Yeah. Um, or, like, they are shitty to you. Like, sometimes in softball, uh, if there's a, a girl batting, sorry, a woman batting, um, all the outfielders will move in a comical amount. And it's, like, it's insulting. You don't need to do that. You don't need to be rude. Yeah, that would make me not want to play yeah immediately absolutely i would just walk like, out there with my bat and just that. tap them all in the nards <laughs> just like not hard just like thunk. yeah and so they're like what are you doing i'm like i don't know what are you doing <laughs> yeah that's a bit of a stoppage of play it'd be nice to just play without it but i see yeah the no yeah that's why i'm yeah. not on the team because my ideas are not all good um, <laughs> <laughs> but they are fun <laughs> Yeah. I, I came here to have fun. I'm feeling so attacked right now. Oh, God. Yeah, I mean, we deal with enough gender shit in life every day. Like, yeah. why bring it to the sports field when you're trying to have fun? Because mm-hmm. some people just can't fucking have fun. They just got to win. Mm-hmm. They got to do it right, and they have to win. It's not about I enjoyment. I love winning. I love winning. I'm highly competitive. <laughs> I'm very rule-oriented. But I also don't necessarily need to make the people around me feel bad, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, I think part of the reason I was so resistant to sports for so long is because I do love winning so much, but it's completely possible to have like an inclusive, accepting, open league and still be, I don't know, competitive. Yeah. So, uh, the softball league that I play in is the Mabel league and it's, there's three divisions. So we have rec, intermediate and competitive. Um, so depending on how good you are, you can play at a different level. Like I play in rec, obviously. Um, I overran third base and got out last season, um, which is, just, you know, it's not something you do. You can only overrun first. Learned that. There's just so many, so many rules to that damn game. I didn't know that at all. No. Yeah. No. Didn't know that at all. Why would you? Why would I? I only watched <laughs> my parents play softball for like in 10 years and I never picked up any of it. I kind of like softball. I like it too, but yeah. you know what? I, 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 I didn't like going for the stupidest reason and I'm really embarrassed about it, but I'm going to just out myself for it on the, on the podcast. There was this really sweet man who would just come to the field and he had down syndrome and he was like probably in his thirties and he wanted you to blow bubbles with him. And he did not know how to recognize when kids were frightened of him getting in their personal space. Right. And so I just like created this like very, like a very scary man is going to come at me if I come to this vault, if I come to this baseball game. So like, so I was was like, I don't want to go. I don't want, I'll just stay in the car. And like, I I freaked myself out to the point where I just peed in the garbage can of the car. (gasps) So I didn't have to like get out of the car. Wow. Yeah. Aww. Yeah, and I was just like, like a like a five or six year old child. Like this is not later in my childhood, right? Like I wasn't afraid of developmentally disabled people later in life. Uh, but it was just such a sad thing as a little kid, and I think that was also part of why I was like, oh no no, sports not for me because sports stressed me out. Because if I was going with my parents, yeah. So Aww. isn't that a weird thing though? And it just made me think of it so hard. Like softball, I was like, oh, I'm a kid in my brain right now, Whoa. and I'm remembering it. But because I every time I go past Metro Town uh, on the SkyTrain, I see the field where they used to play. So I was thinking about it earlier today, actually. Mm-hmm. And it just made me think of it again. Mm. I hope Jim's still out there blowing bubbles. <laughs> honestly. Because yeah. I'd blow some with him today. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little rainy out to be blowing bubbles today, but who knows? Who knows? Some Maybe people he's got just... a good rain jacket. I hope so. Mm-hmm. I saw somebody with a Keith Haring rain jacket the other day. What's that? You know, Keith Haring was, like, the one of the famous artists in New York who died of AIDS in, like, 1987 or something. He's the one who did, like, the thick outline people, and I'll show you a picture of it in a second. But it just, it was, I'd never seen a rain jacket that was made out of art before. Ooh. And I thought it was really, really cool. Yeah. Um, but seems... it's, like, it was, like, iconically queer art on somebody that I know is a straight white guy. And I was, like, is that a Keith Haring jacket? He's, like, yeah, I love Keith Haring. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. Cool beans. Love it. 
Let's see if you Yeah, artistic it. rain jackets. Oh, oh yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. interesting. It's very it's very recognizable artwork, and it's very, very simple and sort of graphical, so. Mm-hmm. At this ribbon cutting for the <laughs> design school thing that I was at, it, we got a little tour, and it was like, oh, yeah, apparently this area is, like, the leading, like, apparel for, like, industrial kind of stuff, so, like, all the, like, cool high-tech rain jackets and, like, hmm. you know, all the cool, like, athletic clothes like apparently we're like a huge leader here. wicking yeah yeah like in innovation and stuff like that it kind of makes sense because everyone you know you move here and you're super outdoorsy and you need really good rain gear in order to survive so yeah i don't have any <laughs> yeah yeah Allie and i went camping air quotes um <laughs> Last year, uh, for our anniversary, we went and stayed in a yurt on the Oregon coast. They have oh power and God. heat, but it was pouring, pouring, pouring rain. And, like, I had my coat from Aritzia, um, <laughs> which is not waterproof. I mean, it's warm. Like, I th- think I had some boots. They were not waterproof either. <laughs> I think they were from Topshop. Yeah. You're not yeah. really an outdoor kid. Uh-uh. No. Yeah. No. 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 <laughs> Don't let the bike fool you. Yeah. <laughs> Only when it's sunny. Yeah. I'm yeah. very much a fair weather cyclist as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I started riding my bike to work. And, Did you? Uh, again, because I was riding my bike to work a lot when I was working in the downtown east side, and then I like moved to an office that's like way closer, but I just didn't ride my bike. And then I realized that my bus ride can sometimes be like 45 minutes. Oh, God. Yeah, I, why? Even though it's super close, the bike ride is 10 minutes. And so I was just like, well, it makes no sense to not... But then as soon as the weather started getting gross, I'm like, mm, no. <laughs> yeah. It's tough. It's tough. I don't like getting rain in my face. Mm-hmm. And then you just look terrible. You get to work and you're like, wet. Yeah. Sweaty. Yeah. Clammy. Gross. Yeah. I don't have a good, like, shower or even place to change in my office, so, like... The people who... There are people at my gym, because I, I have Mondays and Thursdays off, so I'm often in the gym during the day at that time and around the lunch hour. And um, the... Uh, there are, like, lawyers who come in and work on their lunch hour, and they don't, like, go and have a shower after anything. I'm like, how do you manage? Like, we get so sweaty. Do they just not smell? I don't know. I just feel like it's I immediately little, like, have to shower. Bath. I just have to shower immediately after I've been to the gym. I feel so stinky if I don't. And I'm not a smelly person. I just feel gross. Mm. So I don't think I could be a go-to-the-gym-on-my-lunch-break person. That's very. That's a level of impressive dedication that I'm just never going to get to. Right. I can't even imagine working out before work. There are people who get up at 4.30 oh, to work out. no, why? That face you made was incredible. <laughs> you don't want to be outside and you do not want to get up before a certain time, yeah? Well, I already get up for work at 6.30. That's very, Can you imagine? that's quite early. I'd have to get up at 5 to go to the gym before work. Disgusting. No. No, thank not you. Not acceptable. Nope. 6.30 is pretty, pretty fucking early. Mm-hmm. I wake up at 7.30 for work and that, that feels mm-hmm. like a normal time. Yeah. I start work at 8, so... I used to I mean, start. my alarm goes off at 6.30. I get out of bed at 7.15 and leave the house at 7.30. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh-huh. I had to wake up at 6.30 for this ribbon cutting thing, and it actually felt... I'm still laughing every time you say ribbon cutting. Why? It's cute. It's just such a cute... Like, it sounds like a fake thing you would write about doing as a... <laughs> as in working in the, you know, industry you do. <laughs> Lots of shaking hands and kissing babies and cutting ribbons. Yes, exactly. Um, but don't get those confused. No. Ooh. Don't shake shaking. your baby. <laughs> Cut the hands. Cutting hands. Oh. Just shaking ribbons. And kissing, kissing ribbons. <laughs> Oh, I love it. Drink your milk, stay in school, don't do drugs. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? But John Mulaney, like, smoke weed, suck dick, and sell drugs. No, it's, <laughs> uh, it's uh, eat ass, suck a dick, and sell drugs. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I got my mom to say that with me on video, and because she was drunk, <laughs> and then immediately put it on Instagram, and then an hour later, when I was sobered up, deleted it. <laughs> yes. It's like my mom doesn't want to be on the record saying, eat ass, suck a dick, and sell drugs, <laughs> even if she believes in the message. <laughs> Yeah, but you're fine with that, right? You're with yourself, but not your mom. Eating ass, sucking a dick, and selling drugs? Yeah. I don't want to sell drugs. That seems like a lot of work. Right? (laughs) (laughs) My mom can do whatever she wants. She's a grown-ass lady. Yeah. Uh, I went to a ribbon-cutting ceremony once Mm -hmm. for the sign at Dude Chilling Park, which is... (laughs) That's so exciting that they kept it. Yeah. Is is it Well, they they reinstalled it. No, it's still there. Okay, good. Yeah. So it's called Guelph Park, and then... Someone installed the sign without the city's consent, and then they took the sign down, and then there was a petition, and then they 
built the sign again and made a new sign, I guess, or commissioned a new sign from the artist and put it up and it's there. And now everyone just calls it Dude Chilling Park. I don't think anyone calls it Guelph Park. <laughs> the Dude Chilling isn't even there. Oh, really? They removed the statue of the Dude Chilling. There was a Dude Chilling? Well, that's Is why that they, why call they it called it that? that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know. I just thought there was like, that's what you do when you go there. You're just like a dude chilling. Well, now that is. That's all there is. You just chill when you go there. They, and you're so dude. They, they took away the context. That's so funny. But well, I, I did to... not even know there was context. So mm-hmm. I feel like nothing has been lost. Maybe for they're me. refurbishing it. I don't know. They're just polishing yeah. them up. They're just chilling them out. They're putting some sweet shades on it. Yes. <laughs> I hope so. Because it's, I mean, that's a piece of Vancouver's history now. Absolutely it yeah. is. It's on I, the maps uh, as dude chilling. I lived, uh, <laughs> I lived very close to T-Swamp Park. Oh, which... love T-Swamp. All I did was I just went and smoked weed there because my landlady was really had to stick up her ass. So it's uh, yeah, yeah. But that's that's all I ever used the park for. It's pretty much just a rectangle of green. It's real small. Yeah. Um, my wife and I met there. That's very. We cute. actually shot our wedding photos and did our first look there. That's really sweet. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Tea swamp. Is that where you like? Oh, how did you guys meet? Oh, okay, Cupid. Perfect. Um, that one site. should. Yes. Um, but then we had like our, that's where we met in You're person. You're like, well, we're going to meet up date. there. Mm-hmm. That's really cute. Yeah, and really were cute. you like, <gasps> immediately or? When I saw her? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, we spent like the first four hours of our first date walking around in the rain talking and like just talking and talking and talking. It was wonderful. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. We did well. That's lovely. Yeah. And it was tea swamp and it was the spring and there were blossoms on the trees. Yeah. Your yeah. wedding was so pretty. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Really that's cute. So cute. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love love. <laughs> I love hearing about, like, people who are, like, still really in love with each other. I love hearing about how they got together. That's, mm-hmm. like, one of my favorite things. Well, I mean, one of the things I have to do while I'm here is, like, inspect all of your podcasting equipment, because Allie wants to start a podcast called Meet Cute about how people met. Oh, my God, that's so sweet. I, I want to be on with Tessa. We have a cute You story. certainly can be. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, our first date was very cute. Do you want to talk about it right now? Well, I've talked about save it. it for me cute. I'll save it for me cute. <laughs> yeah. That's the name of, um, do you ever watch uh, iZombie? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's the name of the butcher shop is Meat Cute. Yeah. God damn. And isn't that just down on like Powell Street yes. or something? Oh, like totally. That? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I saw the guy who plays um, Ravi at the Hotel Georgia a little while ago. Oh, he's so handsome. He's so handsome. <laughs> but my friend who was on the show says he's a dick. But the, the gal who stars in it is one of the nicest actresses she's ever met. So, yeah. Yeah. Thank you yeah. for just everything is filmed here. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the second season of Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency came out, and we like watched almost all of it yesterday. Yeah. And it's all filmed in Vancouver mm-hmm. and like the surrounding area. Yeah. And just like there's like some like fantasy castle thing, and I'm just like, oh, it's Pit Meadows. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> the uh, the first episode or the second episode because I only watched the first two, but it definitely you can see my apartment building in one of the shots because mm-hmm. they're like at the police station yelling at each other, and you can see right up Sixth Street to like the front door of my building, which is like pretty pretty tight. That's pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, they film a lot in New West. They film Supergirl at their con. Constantly. I've seen Supergirl in her outfit. Oh, I saw her as well in Cole Harbor one night. Uh, yes, I was heading back to the car from Nightingale Restaurant, and yeah, Supergirl's on the... I, maybe this is spoilers for like next season, and I shouldn't talk about it, but it wasn't a closed set. It was definitely a Christmas episode they were shooting. <laughs> yeah, there was some like wreckage. It was pretty cool. Christmas wreckage. Yeah. You know, like yeah, you do. Totally. Huh. That's cute. I remember going to work and it was, I think, September and a whole chunk of commercial drive was decorated like Christmas. Oh, cool. Yeah. And I was just like, what is that? And it was before any of the film trucks had shown up. I guess it was like someone had just done the decoration stuff beforehand. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, wait, what's going on? This is really weird. And then realized that it was probably for like a Hallmark movie. Yeah. Yeah. I, they were, I, we got really Christmased up like in September, uh, I think for a release for now. And it, I think it was called like, oh God, what is it? It's about... There's an amnesia plot in it. It's like a love amnesia plot. And so like the the building immediately across the street from my apartment, which used to be brick and mortar, which has just moved, uh, is this lovely, uh, it's now used for pop-up art shows and stuff like that. It's a lovely little space. And they just converted it into like a Christmas bookstore kind of thing. And so there was fake like snow on the ground. It's just cotton batting, basically. It's just like fleece batting that they just put around the trees and the little wells. And I would just like... And they're just wet and horrible and just gross. And it was in the middle of September. It was really tripping me out every time I left for work in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Filming. I just started watching The Man in the High Castle last night. Ooh. Finally. Is that filmed here too? Yes. 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 Have you Is it about it? a castle? No. It's um, if the Axis had won the war, World War II. Oh. Yeah. So um, Yikes. North America is divided between the Japanese and the Germans. Oh my. Yes. It's very interesting. I dreamt about it all night. Uh, it like, seems super relaxing. Yeah, but it's definitely filmed here, so that was kind of cool. Um, Gonna have to check that out, though. Yeah. I'm interested. I like alternate history stuff. 
Yeah, so I'm, I'm interested in it as well. It's cool. It's, like, speculative. And... Oh, I actually just grabbed a... Um, we often book club it here, but... Uh, oh, no, I left it downstairs. But my, my mother-in-law sent me a book for Christmas that I, I brought with me um, to actually go see her. Uh, and uh, it's about, basically, like, what if there was really advanced technology available to the peoples of the Congo when Belgium invaded? Like, what could have been different if they had the ability to, like... Resist. Fight resist back. Yeah. Uh, fucking King Leopold. What would happen? Like, and it's just, like, imagines this sort of alternate history where they're still imperiled, but they have the ability to actually resist. So I'm really excited to read that. I love alternate history. But, I, yeah, I, like, I prefer the ones where the, uh, the losers in history uh, who were, you know, oppressed get to win. Like, at the very end of... Uh, Glorious bastards, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. When you see Hitler like explode, basically, it's a pretty cool <laughs> spoiler alert. Hitler explodes. <laughs> if you haven't seen that movie yet, you might never anyway. Yeah, so. it's been out for eight years, guys. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like. I'm not super into the like. Oh, what if you know the Nazis had won? It's like let's not. But it's, it's a good show and it's interesting. Yeah, it's about yeah. a resistance. Oh, cool. I don't know. It takes place in the '60s. I'm, oh, interesting. I'm in two episodes in, so who knows? Nice. But yeah, I'll add it to my little list. Yeah, to for all that extra time we all have, I'm sure. I know. Mm-hmm. I really I somehow find it every I know. time. <laughs> I've I've felt Watch like I've TV. like wasted a lot of time recently, just like in a video game kale. <laughs> yeah, what do you, you did like manipulate a man into uh, continuing to marry somebody that had cheated on him with magical powers? So. <laughs> Uh, I think we talked about video games. There's video games on there somewhere. Oh, there yeah. it is. Yeah. We, yeah. Oh, we gotta get... How can we talk about... Do you want to talk about uh, vegan cook-off? <laughs> and then you can mention curry. Yeah, we can talk about vegan cook-off. Did you guys have Jen on we here, did, though? Yeah. We did, yeah. She, it was all okay. vegan cook-off. All the listeners great. know about vegan cook-off already. The really <laughs> dedicated ones do, yeah. anyway. Yeah. But it's, oh, fast bike rides. Oh, yeah, I got to, But I got to go... I've since been to a, uh, a vegan cook-off for the first oh, time. Impractical mm-hmm. footwear. Because you talked about how your boots didn't. Oh yes, absolutely. That's hilarious. Um, what was your experience of vegan cook-off like? I Katie? really loved it. I was very full, uh, and I got a huge bag of bay leaves, which are the best bay leaves I've ever had. I know. I got them too. I've been so great. cooking with my instant pot a lot, and I've been like throwing that. I've been making a lot of vegetarian curry. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, there we go. Well, I mentioned no. curry, but <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Well, okay. I ate curry earlier today. There we go. Yeah. yeah no, I've been making um, butter lentils a lot, and uh, I made chana sog for Chris's mm. Christmas party or her Christina Miss party. So fucking good. It was really oh my good. god. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like melt in your mouth kind of business. In yeah. the instant pot. Yeah. yeah. Love my Send that um, pot. recipe over to me. I shall. Yes. <laughs> I didn't get one for Christmas, even though I asked for one. But turns out that I'd already gotten all my gifts purchased for me. Um, but I'm going to get one. I'm going to buy myself one. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. The chana sog was a really good recipe. Mm-hmm. Um, the butter lentils could easily be made vegan. Um, yeah, I use a lot of earth balance in my life. So yeah, that would yeah earth balance would be good, and a little bit of coconut cream or something would oh, probably yeah. make it pretty yeah. fucking tasty. Yeah, God, it's good. I, I just <laughs> it's just brown goo. I use an immersion yeah. blender to blend up about half of it to really make it like mm-hmm. soupy. And it just was a pile of brown goo, and when I heated it up for lunch at work, when it was so gross outside, it was just like a big old spoonful of just comfort. Yeah. Is so it brown savory. lentils you use? Uh, they're either green or brown. I don't... I like French lentils, basically. Same to it's, me. it's hard to find black ones if you don't go to an Asian market, and I don't actually have an Asian market in my neighborhood, which is weird. Mm-hmm. Weirdly, Bilo has a really good Indian food section. Okay, there is a Bilo not super far from me, so... Yeah, I mean, they're all different. They're all kind of, like, mm-hmm. adapted to the neighborhood I got a Donald's, too, but, so there's yeah. probably be some... Some cool grains and pulses yeah. that I haven't tried before. <laughs> Neato stuff. Yeah, I really, like, I want to just go back to, uh, my parents live in Cloverdale, and I went to an Indian grocery with them, and I was like, I need to come back here immediately and just get this box of Kasuri Meti for, like, $2. Uh, I use that stuff religiously. What Fenu- is it? It's what fenugreek. Is it? Fenugreek leaves. Oh. Yeah, yeah. It's, it really, like, creates a sort of interesting flake, because it's added, like, right at the end to mm-hmm. things. It's almost like a garnish, and so it's, like, a really kind of, it's, really it's hard to describe nice. the flavor, but it's really good. You can certainly eat it without it, but... It's a really nice little little touch. Yeah, my mom picked it up sometime from Superstore because they have it all in the import aisle, and she just like we just swear by it as a family. We mm. put it in all our potatoes. It's mm. really nice. It's good for potatoes. breast milk. Is it? Fenugreek, Greek, yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's uh increases supply. Yeah, it's really good for you, and yeah. you can get seeds as well as ground fenugreek. Mm. I think it's the seeds for your boobs, but I'm not yeah. sure. <laughs> good. Hard to say. Good. No, I just got some weird. Knowledge that doesn't really fit together in any sensible fashion. Whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. Probably good for trivia, though. Extremely good for trivia. 
Mm-hmm. If anybody out there is looking for another person for their trivia team, please get in touch with me. I Simpsons always, or regular. I always think that I'm really good at trivia, and then I go to trivia things, and I realize I do not know anything. Just randomly, <laughs> sometimes they'll get a question, though. Yes. That's perfect for you. Yeah, I have, yeah. like, a pretty overinflated sense of my own, like, breadth of knowledge. <laughs> but it turns out it's, like, not actually that wide. You know a lot about vampires. <laughs> yes. Oh, really? Yeah. Have you yeah. read all the Vampire Chronicles and yeah. all that kind of garbage? Oh, yeah. She watches the show. Oh, God. <laughs> I watch yeah. all the things. I do call it garbage. Because it is garbage. Yeah, yeah. It's just I'm here for it. Delicious trash. <laughs> and you're just a media raccoon, just yeah. pawn through it. <laughs> <laughs> but I really like pub quizzes. Like, I wish that there was more. There's probably pub quizzes in Vancouver. I just don't go. That was like all I did in Scotland. That was like our main form of like entertainment. There was mm-hmm. like, is that why they have the big fat quiz of uh, every quiz year? Show? Big fat quiz of the year and big fat quiz of everything. It's a bad show, but I like it very much because Noel Fielding's always on it. And yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. So. Is pub quiz just like bar trivia? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I go to one on Wednesdays at the Five Point, um, okay. Mondays at the American. Okay. So there are a lot. Yeah. I think there's another one Wednesdays at the Brighton. Yeah. Jen goes there. Yeah. Oh, go there. that's just right down the street. Yeah. Yeah. I just blowing up our spot. Fuck, man. I really wish the Brighton was good. It makes me so sad. Like, it just. It's not sucks. the best. Yeah. The Sorry, food the Brighton. Is, the food is really bad. The glasses are. Dirty. The fucking beer is not good anymore. And the portions. <laughs> yeah, it's know. not good. It's just like as soon as it moved down, I'm like oh sweet, a cozy neighborhood pub. I want to do like a session here. It'd be really fun to the do. The layout whatever. is terrible for just any not kind cozy. of live anything. No, they, not good. A friend of mine, a friend of mine, tried to do a comedy show there, and it lasted two weeks. And I was on the inaugural, and it was rough. Yeah, it was not good. I had a pretty good set though. <laughs> and for some reason, it went fine. Yeah. yeah. No offense, Brighton, the Brighton, but. But full offense, the right. But Yibert. Yibert. <laughs> be better. Awesome. All right. Well, that kind of more or less does it for us for this installment of the podcast. Brilliante. Thank you so much for being here, Mallory. Thank you mm. so much for having I me. I did not expect us to talk about sports the whole time, but then we did. Yeah. Yeah. El Esportive. Yeah, <laughs> there's a, a girl named Barbara Adler um, who's an awesome accordion player, and she's in uh, I forget what her band name is. It's Fang something, but it's uh, Hipsters play sports, and then they do this like whole like awesome I thing. Love it's really it. cute. So you guys should have that as your theme song for Tight Club. Certainly, or at least like play that song. Um, Tight Club did a sports day as well. So a sports. Day? Oh, did you have those little orange things to put your butts on and scoot around on? I love no, those. it was it was in a park, but we did do tug of war. We did three legged race. We did that. The egg on a spoon thing. That was ping pong ball on a spoon. But yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, potato sack jumping. Nice. Potato yeah. sack races. Yeah. Nice. Did That's you guys awesome. have orange slices and Gatorade? Yes. Well, beer. But, you know, same it's thing. Very hydrating. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds fun. It's like, yeah, I'm always like, oh, maybe I'll join that. Maybe I'll join that. And then I don't. Because that would interrupt your Sims time. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. I do enough running around at work. We are all doing what we can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what we want, mm-hmm. for the most part. I do miss yoga a lot, though. And I realize that I'm such an unobservant person that it's like, I actually have a yoga studio, like, in my office building. Wow. And why don't I ever go to it? It's literally, it would be the easiest thing. I could go on lunch or, like, right after work. Mm-hmm. It's literally also, right upstairs. Yeah, there's also the Ocean and the Crow, I think, that's really close by where you are. I think that's what it's called. I haven't been to a class there, but I went to a friend show there, and it was very nice inside. Got a great name. I have no idea what that is. Yeah, it's just off commercial. It's really it's a yoga close. studio? Yes. Oh. I think it's called the Ocean and Crow. Sounds like a pub. Yeah. If it was a pub, I would be there right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah those are two of your eating, favorite things. Eating incredible uh, fusion cuisine from the Pacific Northwest. I think that's what I'd be having. Yeah, so. you probably would, yeah. I'd probably be eating, like, albacore tuna out of a seaweed uh, trough or something. I'm not <laughs> exactly sure. Trough. Just a miniature trough. I don't know. <laughs> People get very creative sometimes. Chefs. Chefs. What are they like? They have egos, it turns out. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> <laughs> With that, I think we're done. Yeah, any any shows coming up in the next little while, Katie? Oh, I'm actually, I'm going to be, uh, I'll promo it on another show later, too, because I'm doing this, uh, the, it's a show called The Sleepy Girl Show. Uh, it's a, oh, yeah. It's, it's a little bit drag, it's a little bit uh, vaudeville, it's a little bit comedy, so I'll be doing comedy on the show and might do something else. It's prom-themed, so... Uh, 
God knows I will probably have some prom photos added to the photo carousel. So it should be a good time. Uh, it's I, I can't remember. I think it's at the, the, the Dirty Penny or the Penny, uh, whatever it's called on Commercial Drive. So that's where it's going to be. So I'll... Uh, what are all these places that you're naming on Commercial Drive that I've never heard of before? That's so funny. Well, the world keeps changing. I'll just... Keeps I'll, turning. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited about that, though. It's going to be fun. I think I can do something a little more conceptual. So we'll see. Mm. Yeah. Hopefully it'll be more fun than my actual grad event. <laughs> Dry grad sucks. That's why I'll never donate to it at the liquor store. <laughs> Teens want wet grad! <laughs> drinking a dry grad anyway, right? Most of them were, but I wasn't because I am also very observant of rules. Yes. Mm. What's your Hogwarts, Hogwarts house? Hufflepuff. Uh-huh, yeah. What about you? Uh, Slytherin. Mm, yeah. Interesting. I'm a Gryffindor. Really thought I was a Ravenclaw for a long time. Got a tattoo and everything. Oh, nope. mistake. I'm a Gryffindor. Do you do the, like, the sorting hat chats where it's like, what's your... Like your primary and your secondary characteristics. Oh. And it's it's very cool. It's a Tumblr post. I'll try to remember to send it to you. And it goes through like your primary is like what uh, like motivates you, I guess. And then your secondary is what methods you use to achieve those goals. Oh, yes. Oh, like a Hermione's a Gryffindor, Ravenclaw, obviously. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, a, I'm a Slytherin with a Hufflepuff rising or whatever it's called. I love it. <laughs> God, Dorks! I, God, I hope All I have a Ravenclaw rising or I'm going to be pissed about that tattoo. You probably do. <laughs> Just say you do. I do. I still haven't worn my Hufflepuff vest that I made because <laughs> I'm too embarrassed. Hufflepunk. Hufflepunk. That's lovely. It's good. Yeah. Anyway, like things and do them, even if you're goofy. Yeah. And this is a fun, you know, a little bit... Uh, you know, first podcast of the year, New Year's resolutions, we talk about athletics and things like that. It's kind yeah, of fun. And then in three months, we'll be like, what kind of donuts have you had this week? <laughs> <laughs> I went to car temps. <laughs> I mean. We do our best. It's all good, and everything's cyclical, and it's fine. Yeah. So let's Let's rebirth this, a little bit, Yeah, though. start this year off with a little bit of fun and a little bit of action. Brilliant. Pow, pow. Pow. I prefer the vanilla glaze. <laughs>